the year is 3033. Kyle Mula and Patrick Costello are standing on the hill overlooking the burning ruins of Durham, North Carolina in this dystopian future scenario. Kyle gets (laughs) maimed by a pack of wolves. He's out of the picture. He's done. He's radioactive. He's torn to shreds. Patrick walks down the hill and 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 bangs Mandy Moore and then the the clouds part and 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 the, and the podcast resumes. Welcome to two guys everybody. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> uh maybe people will invite Patrick to not do the intro anymore now that he's running out of ideas. Clearly he just talked about a dystopian future for like 35 seconds and got us nowhere. So, except down the hill. Yeah, and bang Mandy Moore, I guess, if you're into that kind of thing. Score. So, Who isn't into Mandy Moore? She's my celeb crush. Is she really? Yep, number one. Number one stunner. I was always really into Blake Lively. Really? And Have you seen The Shallows? Natalie Portman. I haven't seen The Shallows. Blake Lively's my type. Why, do, why are you surprised by that? She's a little taller than my usual woman. How do you know? Have you ever met her? I met physically in like... I mean, she's everybody's type. That's kind of a silly thing to even say. She's not my type. Anyways, welcome to Two Guys. Wait. We are how do you Two know Guys. How, how do you know how tall she is? That's a good point. I just feel like she's probably tall. She strikes me as tall. Will you tell people what our podcast is about? Because so far, it's... It's about Blake there. Lively and things that Blake Lively does on a day-to-day basis. And mostly about how tall she is wearing various different types of footwear. Um, I would hazard a guess that she's taller in high heels versus sneakers. What would you say, Kyle? Okay. Should we just stop this podcast forever? We're going to have to quit. We're going to have to quit. The actual purpose of our podcast is to discuss uh, our lives, all things Durham, all things sports we like, all things uh, topics we find important to us, uh, and just to kind of share them with you all and to document our personalities and our 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 state of being for the future, you know? Like Lively's 5'10". That was right. Still shorter than me. So she's five ten. Wow, that's pretty tall. How tall is Mandy Moore? I'm gonna say five six. Uh, I'll look it up. You give people our email address and our Twitter account. Our email address is Blake Lively is five ten at <laughs> gmail dot com. Our Twitter account is Mandy Moore. Please be my lover. Wait, at Mandy Moore. Please be my lover. Our email address is two guys pod at gmail dot com. Our Twitter account. Is two guys at two guys pod at two guys pod. Mandy Moore is five foot nine. Five nine, yep. really? Wow, that's taller than I thought. All right, well, that was a killer opening three minutes. Go, Mandy. You'll probably really like us now. So, what do you want to break into first, other than Blake Ladley, Mandy Moore, and dystopian Durham futures where I get attacked by wolves? You didn't like the wolf attack? No. Oh. Anything? Anything else you want to break into? Um. Coyotes. Okay, no. you're terrible. I'm going right. to name my firstborn child Coyote Costello. I actually think you've told me that. Didn't you say like Coyote Hurricane? Coyote Hurricane yeah. Costello. That is a badass name. Don't even tell me it's not. So let's talk about... If I ever have a kid. Let's talk about, since we're talking about dystopian Durham futures, let's talk about the future of NCCU football this Saturday. It's going to be <laughs> real brutal for them. I imagine a lot of craters. Uh, a lot of smoldering remains of of, uh, of previously uh, excited football players. College football season finally here. 
Duke kicks it off at 6 p.m. on Saturday against NCCU. Let's go, Blue. Uh, Steven would like me to give him credit for asking us to talk about Duke football. It's something we would have talked about anyway. If we weren't going to. He can have credit. Oh, I saw Steven at Divine's when I was driving by the other day. Oh, cool. Yeah. Did you say hi? I waved. Oh. All right. It and was a nice wave. It's weird to call him Steven. I'm going to go back to calling him Soto now because otherwise it just freaks me out. You know, I never called him Soto, I don't think. Yeah, I think you might not have. Yeah, I've always called I don't, him Soto. I don't know that that, uh, that that was a thing while we were in high school. It was, but oh. that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, opener on Saturday. I'm pretty stoked, man. I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stroked. I think we've got nine new starters marching their way out onto the field. Uh, how many of them can you name? The new ones? Yeah. Uh, David Helm? He's not starting. Matter of fact. Uh, Jacoby something? No. <laughs> I don't even know that we have a Jacoby in our team. Um, oh, the... <laughs> Patrick isn't really all that interesting. I don't know the names. I know that they're a group. I, I don't know. There's no John Talley. There's no Thad- Thaddeus Lewis. Um, I know we have a new quarterback starting. We do have a new quarterback. Ayo. We do have a new quarterback. Which makes my comment from two weeks ago about uh, being concerned for Thomas Sirk's Achilles yeah. look a lot more uh, it was one of the first things now. we touched on. It one was. One of the first things we yeah. touched on was Sirk's Achilles. And you kind of tried to put me down about that Sad the day. first time. And now look you what happened. Sad day for Thomas. I don't think I tried to put you down. We're going to have to go back to the tape on that one. No, I just didn't. didn't think. I thought he was, you thought I was okay. You thought I was questioning his skill, not the structural integrity of his Achilles tendon. It's, yeah, which I mean, is what I was questioning. And it's, which, cl- it's clear yeah. that that should be questioned at this point. In yes, time. because it is now torn again. Although I'll tell you what, Thomas is a phenomenal kid and is going to be a great force for that team on the sideline a lot like Kelby's been the last couple years he's a really good dude he's a really good teammate and I'm sure he will be a really good captain this year although uh, thoughts and prayers as they say to to Thomas Sirk on a speedy recovery it's a bummer that he's going to be out for the year but it does usher in a new era at quarterback for Duke with Daniel Jones, who I've been Daniel saying, Jones. hey, one of the new starters, is Daniel Jones. Who I've been saying for the last year and a half since he showed up that he was going to be the next big thing. So now we'll see if I get proven right or not. I thought when we recruited him that he was a stud, and we got really lucky that we got him the way that we did. And I cannot wait to see him play. This is the guy, if I remember correctly, that you told me about that we recruit or that did not get recruited because he was very small, That's and right. then. Grew about six inches. That's right. Senior year of high school. I think he was five eleven after his junior year of high school. He was committed to play at Princeton, the Ivy League, uh, and just didn't get recruited to high D one programs because he they thought he was too small. Uh, super accurate arm by all accounts. A really good kid. He played at, a, at Charlotte Latin, which has a really good coach, really, really well respected coach. Charlotte Latin. Um, but he wound Talk up growing like rivals, he wound up growing like five or six inches his senior year. He's now like six five, six six. Super accurate, super smart, decent athlete. Like he should, he should be a, your prototypical type quarterback. And I'm really curious to see how we run our offense with Zach Roper, who's one of my favorite coaches on our staff, taking over at offensive coordinator and a good little stable of running backs. I'm hoping we go a little less QB QB run and a little more of like a, your traditional pro style offense. Well, we're going to have to, right? I mean, this guy is not as quick as Thomas Sirk. He's not as quick, but he can. I mean, Sirk is an elite running quarterback. Uh, Daniel is not, but he 
He, he can move. I mean, he can move a little bit, and if we we yeah, can continue I mean, to run some zone read you stuff, you don't run a you don't run a wildcat offense no, or whatever. No, 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 but the, we can still run some zone read stuff with Daniel. We'll see. It'll be sure. interesting. Uh, but we've got good enough playmakers on the outside with TJ Ramming and potentially Scott Bracey if he ever gets healthy, and some other Anthony Nash. Like with Daniel's accuracy and arm strength and intelligence, and with. Jaleigh Duncan and Sean Wilson as a little two-headed monster back there. We, we, should, we could have some action. We could have some good action on offense. So is it time for us to make a record prediction? I mean, I know we talked about that last week. Yeah, I think it is time. I think it is time. I mean, the first week is upon us. So if you want some other some other new starters, by the way, um, Joe Giles Harris is going to start at linebacker. Yeah, dude. Go, JoJo. Uh, Wait, his name's a, JoJo? Joe Giles. Oh, darn. Joe Giles. I'm going to call him JoJo. Um... He's the bachelorette. Okay. Uh, we've got a couple new stars on the offensive line. We've got... Um, Do we have any new starters at like some sexier positions? No? Not really. No, not really. Besides quarterback. I mean, our linebackers are both new. Humphreys, ben Humphreys played a lot last year. Um, but he's starting now. He's a, he's a, he's a stud. Uh, but not really. It'll be it'll be interesting. I like that we have Sean Wilson at, kick, at uh, punt returner now. That's a good move. Ooh. Some little explosion. We've got a new kicker and a new punter, which will be interesting. Always breaking in new specialists is interesting. Um, I will Monday. Yeah, Will Monday and Ross Martin. Ross Martin looks like he's going to make the Jets, by the way. Really? Yeah, he kicked a 55-yarder in their preseason game the other day and then proposed to his girlfriend. Um, During the game? No, after. But wow. he looks like he's going to make the team, which would be cool. He also looks um, like he's going to make some babies. Maybe. His his wife's lovely. Or maybe, fiance. maybe. All right. You want to make some predictions? Oh, so she said yes. Yeah, she did. Oh, good for them. Uh, let's go. Let's just go through game by game. We can each give our prediction. Okay. I'm not sure why I'm abbreviating that like that. but Prediction. Prediction. I like it. All right. NC Central. I believe win. we're 31.5 point favorites. I believe we will win that I game. I believe we will win it as well. 1-0. Here we go. 1-0, boys. Woo! Uh, week two at home against Wake Forest. I'm not scared of them, Rand. I'm going to talk to Rand for a second. Yeah. Right fast. Get that weak shit out of here, dude. Rand drops an email to Two Guys Pod saying, I think with the two players you have suspended, Phil Carter and Brandon Boyce are suspended. Carter's like a, a, a decent safety, and Boyce is like a small pass rushing D tackle. But he, it, but he was like, I think with those two suspended and losing Cirque, Wake might be favored coming to Duke in week two. No, Rand, come on. Yeah, come and on, I Rand. think with your weak-ass institution just not being a good football school and Duke now having been ranked three of the last three years, I think that we're going to poop all of your stupid little be, faces. I would be very surprised if Duke wasn't at least a five-point favorite. In that we game. are going to drop and I, trout. And I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we were cover like a touchdown favorite. your smug mugs in diarrhea. I think... This. Duke blue diarrhea. We're you say drink some weird of... stuff on this podcast, man. You say some weird things that you don't normally say. <laughs> like you just say some weird stuff. I talk about diarrhea like all the time. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right, I think that's a win as well. So two and zero. Two and zero. Heading into a little Chicago swing at Northwestern week Ooh. three. Big game. Big game for the Devs. Big game. That's like our. That's like our big recruiting rival too. Yeah. Talk about two similar programs in two different parts of the country. I think, yeah. Well, luckily they recruit a lot of Midwestern kids. We don't actually go up to like we go up against Stanford head to head a lot more than we do against them in recruiting. In my humble experience with the football program, really, yeah, huh. a lot more. But okay, but of the the three schools in terms of 
academic integrity, or well, not integrity, but academic prowess and football skill are, I would imagine, on a lot of people's, on a lot of the same yeah. people's lists. Yeah, very similar. But the the thing we that us and Stanford have over them is honestly is weather. And like Stanford gets the West Coast kids and we get more of the East Coast kids. Northwestern's recruiting a lot more like they recruit Illinois, Minnesota, like a bunch of areas that we don't really recruit a ton. Uh-huh. We recruit more in California than we do in the Midwest. True. But I, that's something people don't realize Everybody about. Everybody who goes to Duke is from California. Something people don't realize about college Everybody. athletics is like people people talk about like academics and athletics and like if you if you think there are more than three teams in the top academic tier of college football in particular but college basketball as well like you're you are fooling yourself and you you are not paying attention wait what duke northwestern stanford everybody else is a joke academically not not everybody else is a joke nobody else is remotely on that level it is those three like you, people who think like people try to lump in like Vanderbilt or Notre Dame or Virginia. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's not even close. I think that I would imagine that you're speaking to the standard of the program, not the standard of the people who are attending. I'm not speaking towards the universities as a whole. No, but I mean like the okay. I'm talking about in terms of uh, in terms of admissions offices that will make allowances for football and basketball players in particular, there are far fewer allowances made at Duke, Northwestern, and Stanford than there are anywhere else in the country. Okay. Far, far, far fewer. I would, I mean, having a little bit of personal experience with this, I would agree with Duke being very much uh, a higher standard than a lot of other places. But I still, just to be fair, I think that you can't say that the highest quality kids don't also go to other universities there are certainly high quality kids that go to i mean you can't i I think what i'm suggesting is on the on the on the larger spectrum like i can tell you i could name 50 kids off the top of my head whose gpas and sat scores i saw who we couldn't even recruit because they their grades were not we're not even close enough for us to even consider giving them admittance to Duke, who wind up going to schools like Vanderbilt, Virginia, Notre Dame, Michigan, schools that are considered to be pretty good academic schools and are good academic schools in general, but who make admissions allowances that Duke, Stanford, Northwestern would not dream okay, of. Okay, but there are also kids that you would have loved to have who didn't. No, absolutely. Duke, like, no question. No question. I'm just saying on the whole. I'm just being a contrarian whole. because I want to not say – I don't want to be an elitist about this. Like, I'm not, I don't think it's an elitist thing. I mean, thing. shit. There's some there are great people. There are brilliant people everywhere. It's not an elitist thing. It's a – it's honestly, in my opinion, it's the scariest part of college athletics and it's what college athletics should be everywhere. It's not an elitist thing. I think everyone – should maintain some level of like academic integrity. I, I agree. I, I agree. It, I'm not trying to be elitist. I agree with you, Kyle. I agree with you. And I love the fact that if you're, I mean, at Duke, you, it's fun to cheer for our program because you know that not exactly. only you're cheering for athletes, you're cheering for student exactly. athletes. That's, I love that. But I just, it's, I, it is one of the biggest reasons I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to overlook that those kids are also at other institutions. There are, there are smart there kids. Are, there everywhere. are kids like that at Carolina. There no are kids question. like that at, there are smart kids at every school we will yeah, mention on our schedule. Like, there are kids like that at App State. Absolutely. What's up, Mountaineers? Come on. Some of the smartest people I've ever known in my life went to App State. There are kids State. like that at every single school. I'm saying, as if you take the average kid on each, in each of those programs. There are, there are, all I'm saying is, the, re- the reason I got you. out of college athletics is because it scares me how much you can hurt a kid by 
by, by, by putting them in a position to fail. That was always a big thing we talked about at Duke was we are never going to take a kid who can't succeed here academically just to see how much football we can squeeze out of them and then kick them to the curb if they fail out of school. I think that's There are plenty fantastic. of schools that don't do that, and it's scary. It's downright scary that you'll take a kid and be like, let's just see how many like meaningless classes we can get them to pass in their first two or three years. Maybe we can force them out to the NFL before they fail out. Maybe we can just have them transfer if they fail out just because they want you to come play football. And that, to me, is a, is a sham. I also am not into that. I know. I no, no, I'm not supposed to be more. Sorry, I got on my soapbox there. Let's go back to our schedule. At Northwestern. I mean, I'd like to say when, but I think that from what I know about them and from what I know about us, they're probably a little bit more organized, probably have a little bit more veteran, uh, a little bit more veteran presence in their lineup, and we're playing them in Chicago. I might say we dropped that one. I think we beat Northwestern. Ooh. I think that's a winnable game. How did we do against them last year? It was, we played a we played a brutal offensive game against them. We should have beaten them, frankly. Yeah. Um, we, but we played a brutal offensive game. They had a the they game. had a really good defense. They do. They have a good defense. Uh, I we think have, they lost a couple guys, but they have a good defense, and we have a guy who will be starting his third game. That's right, and that's the scary part against the first good team. But we also tend to play pretty good on the road. I actually, th- we tend to play better on the road. We than tend we to do play pretty home. well on the road. We tend to play pretty well. Thank you. Uh, Says the Duke grad. Shit. Whoa, who's the least? Our athletes are the best. They have the best academics of anybody. We right. played pretty good. And you're being elitist, correct grammar guy. That's some App State education uh, for you right there. I think we go, go near Northwestern. I think we go three and You think we're two and one at Notre Dame. I go think nears. we both agree that we lose that one. Go nears. So you've got two and two. I've got three and one. You agree? Lose to Notre Dame. We've only talked about three games. Lose at Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, Virginia at home? We're going to be there. We're going to be dating each other. Oh, yeah. We're going to win. my homecoming date. We're going to win that game. Okay. So you're three and two. I'm four and one. Yep. Army at home? Uh, we're going to put Scott in his place right in front of his face. Hey. Four and two. Four and two. I'm five and one at Louisville on Thursday night. I don't believe we will beat Louisville. I agree. Five and two. Uh, you're four and three. Four and three. At Georgia Tech. Ooh. Slightly yeah. long week off the Louisville game. Yep. And we've, we've beaten, beaten them, them in the last two, in two years. Which is exactly why I think we lose to them. I agree. They don't like us at all. So They don't like losing to us. I'm lost. You're four and four. I'm Yep, five and three. Uh, Virginia Tech at home. I think we beat them this year. We beat them last year. Uh, you're five and four. I'm gonna say we win that game. So I'd say we're six and three. Actually, you know what? I'll say we lose that game. Their program is in decline. I'll say we're five and four. They just had a new coach though, who I really like. Nobody, I'll, say I'll say we're five and four. Nobody wants to go to Blacksburg. What are you? you? Five and four? We're both uh, five and four. Yeah. Uh, Carolina at home on Thursday night of the ball. Short week. Boy. I sure hope we beat them this year. I think we beat one of them in Virginia Tech, so I'm going to say we beat Carolina just because they'll help me sleep tonight. So I'll say <laughs> I'll say we're six and four. Now. I'm a bad Duke fan if I say we don't lose the, or if we don't win that game. So I'm going to say we beat them as well. So we're both six and four. I, I I think that we're going to be fired up for it at the very least. At, at least after the way the past two seasons went, we have to be fired up for them. At Pitt, yeah, what ha- do they still have that running back? Uh, Connor, actually, I think they get him back this year, don't they? They do. He, Recovered from leukemia. Oh. Yeah, he had, like, cancer. So he beat cancer? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he beat cancer. Well, then he'll probably beat us as well. Well, he puts us in our place every time he plays us. Yes. The, the game we played up there two years ago when I was on football staff was 
one of the best games that I've ever. That was the game of. that. That was the game they missed the. Yeah, their kicker blew it. Yeah, blew it. <laughs> blew it. Oh my god. Yeah, Connor is back from leukemia. Good for him. Uh, good for him. I think, uh, they, dude. I think they're going to beat us that game. All right. Um, and then that we, was that was one of my favorite football games. I've I ever think watched. we're going to win that game. So I'm going to say seven and five. I'm going to say six and six. You're going to say six and six. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm I'm six and five. You're five and six. Hmm. I thought uh, we were at. Is it five and six? I don't know. I'm not good at math. What I'm six and. Oh no! I'm I'm seven and four. No. You're six and six. I think I'm at even right now. No, I'm confused. Yeah. At Miami is the last game. We're gonna beat Miami. I think we're gonna lose that game. Fuck Miami. I think we're gonna lose that game. I wrote so, a whole workout last year that was called the Fuck Miami I think workout. If, I think we're at the end of the day we're both seven. And five. I had everybody in the gym do the Fuck Miami workout at least once. I think week. we're both seven and five at the end of the day. I like to think I we'll make a bowl wrong. game. I I believe we'll make a bowl game because we flip flopped. I had us beating Northwestern. You had us losing. I had us losing to Georgia Tech. You had us winning. So we're even there. I had us losing to Virginia Tech. But US. I also had us losing to Northwestern. Yeah, we're. I think we're even. We're both yeah. seven. And five. So I have we're both seven and five. Right. I have one, two, three, four. Five, yeah, seven and five. Yep, yep. Uh, so there you have it. There you have Patrick and I's predictions. Feel free to email us to guys pod if you disagree. To guys pod at gmail.com if you disagree. And you know what? If you agree, you know what's great about this? Just that prediction what? is that seven and five would be a down year over seven the last. Five would be a down year. Here's the thing. Often, here's and what that's I'll say a about great this team. year. And it's. I mean, I'll say about this year's team. I think this team is the most, perhaps the most talented team we've had undercut, and with. 11 new guys starting and most of them being young guys we are we are only getting more and more talented and in my opinion the only issue is our schedule is getting harder so if you think about it our schedule this year is the same as last year except we replace Boston College and Syracuse did we play Syracuse last year? yeah no we didn't we didn't? no uh, which other coastal team did we play? play Navy last year? coastal their Atlantic team no, team from cross division. We didn't play the state. cross division. Yeah, no. um, I can't remember who it was. Whatever. We, we, we replaced the two lesser ACC teams with at Louisville and at Notre Dame, and that's a that's a tough swap. Uh, so once right. we add Baylor to the schedule next year and Clemson and Florida State start rotating back in, the thing is we're going to have some of those talented teams we've had. We're also going to have some really hard schedules. So it'll be interesting to see how things go. Right. But still, seven and five versus that schedule—that's pretty great considering where we were yeah. five, six years It'll ago. It'll be interesting to see how things go. Coastal's always wide open. It'll be a ton of fun, as it always is. I cannot wait. Nor can I. So that's Duke football. Hey, uh, let's. While we're on the football topic, I, I just want to ask you a question that I thought about earlier. Ooh. Are you have you retired from fantasy football? No. You still play? I have my draft is league? my draft is on Thursday. Who are you playing with? Uh some people from Active Edge and um yeah, people from Active Edge. Cool. Okay. Uh, twelve team league. Anna is in as well. Nice. Um so Thanks for the invite. You said you didn't want to be in any more leagues. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm commissioning I did invite you and you I'm said commissioning no. a league for the first time and I'm a little intimidated by it. It's uh Actually, I think I commissioned our old D league, DA league back in the day. Yeah, the stakes are pretty. This cool. is like a pretty serious league. We're doing like a pretty big buy-in. What's I your buy-in? Like a, 
Uh, I think we're going to do 150 a person. Whoa. How many teams? 14 teams. 14 teams? Yeah. Are you expecting to hold on to that money? Yeah. Wow. So we're going to have quite a big pot. Jeez. We're going to have like some sort of significant loser consequence, which we haven't thought about yet. Is this like a B-School thing? Uh, yeah, it's a B-School thing. So we're going to start doing destination drafts next year. It's going to be like a pretty serious league. So we're I, I actually a- have some questions for the audience and some questions I'd like to run by you as well. So okay. question number one, 14 teams. Should we do two divisions of seven each or should we do one 14-team league? We had divisions last year. I like divisions. Yeah, I think divisions is fun. We were talking about randomly drawing divisions every year so you don't end up with like all the good players in one division accidentally. So we're talking about just doing a random drawing division well, every year. I mean, the good players. Oh, you mean the good fantasy football yeah, yeah, players? Yeah, good fantasy football players. I mean, well, I mean, part of me likes the concept of just picking two divisions and just keeping them that way. If you end up in the shitty division, good for you. If you end up in a really good division, then have a good draft. Well, who's your? I mean, do the people are the people you're playing with? You're expecting not to be? Good? No, they're all pretty intense. I mean, so I feel like everybody would be pretty decent. Like, and also, you don't actually have to be very. I mean, fantasy football is random. If you update your roster, you have a chance. Uh, I don't think it's random. It's not. Okay. You just have to pay attention to it. That's all. As long pay, as everybody pays attention. You have to pay a little bit of attention. So, right. I mean, you don't know who's going to have. I mean, there, there's no. So, you think two seven-team divisions. Would you go three teams from each division make the playoffs, and the top team in each division gets a bye? Or would you go four teams from each division make the playoffs? Elite eight, dude. I think I like the top three team from each division because I don't like more than half the league getting in the playoffs. That seems like too much to me. Uh, all right, but I, this is good. I, I need your input. Would you do keepers, and if so, how many? We're talking about doing two per year. Two per year? Two per do year. Do you keep them for one year? You keep them so there will be a scale of like how much it will cost you each year in terms of draft picks, and you can only keep them, I think we were going to say, a three-year maximum. I don't really like the idea of keepers. I think that it's fun to start fresh. The thing year. that's fun to me about keepers is it allows for off-season trades. It allows you to trade keeper slots and draft picks in the off-season. Yeah, but how much do like you continuity. really? But how much do you really care about your fantasy football league in May? That's a good I question. Mean, like, how committed are you? How much do you? Want? So the thing is, the like you're gonna pay. I think you're gonna pay 150 bucks to be in this league. The most if you win it, you're probably gonna get at least a grand. So then you start paying attention to fantasy football in May. The most fun <laughs> thing to me about fantasy football is when you can have a fresh start at the beginning That's of every year. I, I get that. Like the week one, you're totally a brand new baby bird. Like you just you're you're ready to fly, Kyle. Like you you just hatched out of your egg and you've got your team draft and you've got your you know your wings there with 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 your new running back and your new quarterback and you're like you know what I feel some breakouts this year and then they all get hurt in week three and it's fine. But like for that one week, you just feel like a brand new man. I don't believe. That Patrick has ever had success in fantasy football. No. If my, if, my rec- <laughs> if my memory serves correctly, no. Patrick, you were what Sea Turtle Dynasty. I was. You were like always at the bottom of the league. <laughs> if I, if my there, memory serves, actually, there was the one year when I when I broke. Out. I'm pretty sure you and Rollins were traditionally bound for like the bottom couple spots in the league. I was always up or down. I was either I was always like either top four or five worst teams, or I was like. My te- I think I won it once. I did have a I did have a a, a sea turtle theme name. You always here. did. What is your fantasy football team name right now? That's the other thing I wanted to ask people. There's always really good fantasy names out there. There's always really funny ones. I haven't looked at any this year, but I saw a couple good ones. I, I'm curious if anybody has any. If anybody has any good ones, send them our way. Uh, I, what I would were love you to hear some. 
I'm usually I've been some Cam Newton theme the last couple of years. I can't remember exactly what it was last year. Last year, my name was Penetration in the Red Zone. Nice. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, I like Good dirty one. puns. I know. We trust me. Everybody knows. <laughs> You've made that very clear the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right. I was curious if you still played fantasy. I just wanted to throw it out. There. I do. Yeah. My draft is on Thursday. I'm pretty. I've been doing some research. I'm pretty excited. I'm ready for I, I I I really do like fantasy football. I don't. Me too. I don't. It's the thing. It's because you know why? It's because I don't really have an NFL team. Yeah. So that's what makes that's what makes Sunday night fun for me. To me, I've become I've become a big. So obviously, I'm a huge Panthers fan. But I've become a big like red zone convert the past couple of years. Like I love watching the red zone on Sundays, and so you're just you're watching every touchdown from every game, and it makes fantasy that much more fun to me because like every time somebody does something, you see it, and it like I don't know. I, I I've really enjoyed fantasy with the addition of red zone. I to actually my prefer sticking to one game. Really? Yeah, I prefer the one game approach. I love red zone because I like the storylines that go on within one game. I mean, if it's a close game, okay, I'll switch to whatever the closest game is. But you can follow so many storylines. Well, they still give you, you all this. I mean, if you watch one NFL NFL game, you will hear about every other NFL game that true. went on that day at one point. Also, very you will, true. and they'll give you the like you will like they'll tell you every important thing that happened, and they'll give you. You know the top ten scores in every category, and they will you will get your info if you watch one game. All right. So do you? Let's see. That was my fantasy football question. We covered it. Do you want to break? You had a topic up there that you wanted to discuss. Ooh, what did I have? Did you do that this week? Do you, what? You wanted to do a Durham review. Oh, a Durham review. Yeah. Um. And actually, the reason I want to do this Durham review is because I want to get more people to freaking go with me. Um, I've never been. You've never been. Uh-huh. I know. And it's super fun. And actually, someone that you know runs it. Wait, who? Uh, I'll get there. Um, but my review is not necessarily of a place uh, this this week because it does change sometimes. But usually, the venue is James Joyce, which is a bar on... Oh, I thought it was always the same place. Interesting. Okay. Well, for a while, it was at Social. I know who runs it, I think. I'm, I think you do, too. Okay. Um, but my review is going to be of the Durham open mic night, which is actually a rotating. It's not necessarily just one night, but the one I like to go to is Sunday nights. Um, and I know a lot of people can't go because they work in the morning on Monday, but I work weekends. So I have Monday off usually. So I like to go there and watch some lovely, uh, talented musicians from the Durham area, uh, get up there and strut their stuff and play some, some lovely, uh, original music and do some covers and, just a really nice like so at James I'll review it from the from the point of view as if we're going to James Joyce. Okay. So James Joyce is a little tiny little Irish bar right in the middle of uh, Main Street in Durham. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a back porch. I did know that. You did know that. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people don't realize that James Joyce has like a little outdoor back porch area with a stage and actually really nice acoustics. And every Sunday night. Um, they have open mic. So a bunch of people will show up around 10 and, and just play music and they, um, you know, play whatever they want. And uh, it's a really nice time. And actually, if you uh, are a musician and you're in the Durham area, you should go check it out because it's super fun. Um, but I just, I don't know. I really like it. It's super fun. Uh, our friend who is, should I say it? Or? Give me initials. Uh HS. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, probably yeah. not. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great time. I really like it. Uh, they usually have some decent beer specials that night, too. So, if you are in a situation like myself when you don't have work in the morning and you can have a couple beers, it's super fun. 
Um, I've met a lot of really cool people out there just by like sitting and, you know, hanging out and kind of just talking to the people next to me. And, um, you know, the musicians are always really chill and they'll come out and like drink in the crowd after they're done playing. And it's just a cool, like, it makes you feel really connected to the culture of Durham. I'll come with you sometime, considering all I do is drink at night now. And we'll <laughs> come do it there one time. It's also cool just because most of you like go are people who are in the service industry. Yeah. So it's like people that I used to bartend with a lot and people that I kind of know from around town. But yeah. it's a very welcoming crowd. It's a very cool time. If you have a Sunday night off in the near future, come to James Joyce. Come watch some music with me. I'll be there. It's great. So this is related, but not everybody might pick up on it. Uh, it's related... In that Olivia's is, and I know you already know the connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia's, has, so Jason Schultz approached me about trying to get Olivia's to be the place to be on Tuesday nights for business students because he knows we don't have class on Wednesday. Right. So he's breaking out. He's breaking out beer pong. He's breaking out. Ooh. Cornhole, he's breaking out beer pong. Giant Jenga. They do have he's breaking out, out all the games. Wow. He's doing. Where are they going to put beer? He's pong? doing seven dollar Bud Light pitchers. He's doing wow. three dollar Fireball shots, like Jello shots, rotating pint specials, probably three bucks a piece. Wow. All on Tuesday nights. On a Tuesday. He and I have been negotiating this. God. It's gonna be great. Got Olivia's going so, up. You should come on a Tuesday. You I should would. come to an Olivia's Tuesday. I do like Olivia's. Next I, time you have a Tuesday off. I I actually have kind of like a a really love hate relationship. I love that place, man. I like it, you and know, I, I love that place. I'm a I'm a big fan of the people who own and operate it. Um, it's just. It's not my crowd. Yeah, no, I know. It's not my crowd. Like it's more my crowd than yours. Like when we go together, I have a good time, but. It's, I don't know. It, when I go to other bars in Durham, I can pretty much just go sit at the bar and like people I know will be there. Yeah. And I can. Like, That's how Olivia's is for me. That's why yeah. I like Olivia so much. Olivia's, if I got and sat, if I went there and sat at the bar, I would talk to no one the entire night. Uh, well, you should come sometime. I would love to come. I would, I would definitely. I mean, I think that. You mean my beer pong partner? I'm a tremendous beer I'm pong partner. I'm not that good. I wish I was better. I, actually, I might need some tips and tricks. I had a, uh, a nickname for my beer pong prowess. What was it? Uh, I used to be called the Assassin. Nice. Yeah, because nice. I was a sniper. So, and speaking of beer pong, we can talk about my past weekend, which included a lot of that. Dude, uh, the beach trip. Yeah, Merle bro. B. All yeah, right. Dude. Cherry Grove. You know, that's where we went for uh, Beach Week in high school. Sweet. Yeah, dude. Wow. Yeah, Good dude. Good times. It was man, great, we should talk man. more about that. Yeah. Let's talk about what Patrick did at Beach Week in Oh, high wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about Ooh, that. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't do anything. Uh, I was a perfect, innocent gentleman. <laughs> so, yeah, we, had a, we finished our little first term exams last week. So, we went down to the beach on Thursday through Sunday. And stayed. I stayed in a house, a 46-person house that had 18 bedrooms and 18 bathrooms and a lot of couches. Yeah. And we had a grand old time, man. We had a really, really bang-up time. I'm a little bit sad that I didn't get more Snapchats. We drank 900 beers in three days. We drank 900 beers and about 16 handles in three days. How many people went? 46 in our house. 46 people? Yeah. So cool. it was filled to the brim. Oh, yeah. It was 100% full. Wow. It was so, raucous. Well, I'm not raucous. good at math. And, but not everybody was drinking, so. Right. I assume that. It was, it was, it was wild. It was, it was wild. 
we had an Olympics event one night. We went to the old Spanish Galleon twice, which is quite a spot. Uh, quite a spot. It's like a much classier version of shooters. Um, That's good. God, when we went on Wednesday night, I, one of the other thing I forgot to wear or forgot to uh, to say about shooters when we reviewed it is that if you go to shooters, like. Don't wear clothes or shoes that you love. No. Like, no. They're going to get ruined. Everybody has that realization for, for the first time yeah. at some point. I was like, I don't usually care, but I was like wearing some newest shoes that yeah. I just got. And I got home. Like the next day I put them back on and I was like, when the fuck did I walk through a mud ball? That's the crazy thing. Though. You, know? you don't realize it. I, yeah. I remember the first time I wore a nice pair of shoes to shooters and like got home the next day and there's like – there's just like random brown and black spots like all over them. As yeah. If, but like – you think back to the night before and you're like, I don't remember my feet getting stepped on like 700 times. So no. like, how did that happen? It was more that it was, it looked as if I'd walked through a greasy puddle, yeah, which weird. I'm sure I did like plenty of it's, them. But. Yeah. No, I, I remember the first time we went to shooters with a bunch of business students, there were a bunch of girls who wore like small, like flip flops and like their feet were like black when we got home. It was yeah. just brutal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's bad stuff. Yeah. And the last two nights we've gone to shooters, I've had great nights both nights. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah, I know you have. But uh, anyway, back to your Myrtle Beach. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that much more to share. I, I had a, just a lovely old time. I'm glad you had a good time, dude. Played spike ball for the first time. What is spike it's ball? It's a fun game. What's I'll explain ball? the rules to you sometime. You would really like spike ball. Oh. It's a very much like a white male beach game. <laughs> we had a lot of white male beach games going on. Did you hear that spider bark? I did, yeah. I was going to ignore it for you. <laughs> There's a barking spider in our apartment. It means Patrick farted. It gets really old when you say that every time you fart. And it wasn't funny the first time you said it, and it gets like continuously less funny every it's time not, you say it. It's not funny if you talk about it. <laughs> you talk about it every time. Jokes jokes lose their humor after you like barking spiders in our apartment, okay. dude. Oh, God. What did you do all weekend? I worked all weekend. Did you really? I had a 16-hour workday My lives have really gone in opposite directions. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, I worked from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. Shot in the Dark was on Saturday. Oh, that's why you were working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Who uh, won, by the way? Uh, someone from our training program won. <laughs> and what was, like, how close? So, Shot in the Dark is the race that Patrick's co- place, company, posts. Uh, it was the inaugural one. Oh, um, was it the inaugural yeah. one? Yeah, Anna like put it together all herself. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you don't it, – it doesn't reward you – and correct me if I'm wrong. The winner is not the person who goes the fastest. The winner is the person who most accurately right. guesses their finishing so 6K, time. So 6K, when you sign up, you submit a time that you think you will run the 6K in and you go out and run the race. And the winner is whoever gets the closest to their time they predicted. So theoretically, you could be like a really well-timed power walker and just guess the right time. Well, here's another thing I didn't mention the first time is that the cap is an hour. Oh, okay. So you you have to run it under an hour or else like when when, uh, okay. when it hit an hour, we stopped it. Give me like a mile per hour pace there. For I hour. mean, you so you can – I mean, you can run like a nine-minute mile okay. and get in. But like okay. you have to – you, you have to, you're going to have to at least jog. Yeah, so like a 6K an hour, that means you yeah. have to run uh, one kilometer. Because like a good power walking pace is like probably 11, 12 minutes. You can, so you, you can walk a mile in like 12 minutes. But you've, you're good, So you're going to have to jog to run yeah, mile. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So well, how close was the winner? So the winner predicted her time at 36 minutes. She ran it in 35.59. Holy cow. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. 
Did anybody else come close? There were a few people who got within. There were a, there were a few people who got within like fifteen seconds. Dude, one second. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like not even a full second. It was and when like, she's was she expecting to get that closer? Did she just kind of luck out? I think she just lucked out because actually it was someone that was in training program and she had her long run on Saturday and she was like, well, I want to do nine miles, but like I'm also signed up for this race. And we were like, oh, we'll just run four before the race and then just keep going when it starts. And so she just like finished her run and won it. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I was I was actually doing the timing for this. So like this was. So did you cheat? No, no, I just, I was the one who, you know, I'd set up the system. That's awesome. um, But I saw her come over the finish line and I had the system set up so that it would like, um, you know, go ahead and do that math and it would show like the score. Yeah, it's the difference. And I saw it and I was like, that can't be right. Like that was point, it showed up as like 0.49, like of a second as her score. Like, holy shit. Like she basically just, it was, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. So what did she win? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't in charge of the prizes. I hope it was a cool prize. She deserves it. That's a heck of an effort. Yeah. That's well done. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty sweet. Um yeah, it was a fun but it was a fun event and everybody had fun. It almost got rained out and uh we flipped a shit for a little bit, but it went well. But I was at work so yeah, for sixteen hours on Saturday, which you know, obviously Friday night I was like, Well, I'm gonna work for sixteen hours, so I'm gonna go to bed really early and then Saturday night I got home and I just worked for 16 hours, so I went to bed really early. So did you work, and you work Sunday, and I did work Sunday. Beautiful. Yeah, wow. worked all day we Sunday. Really counterbalancing each other well. Taught my uh, my weightlifting class. So this Monday night is basically like my weekend. I had today off. That's what you said. Yeah, that's what you said. So that's why I'm enjoying this glass of of, of red wine. I promised myself that I was going to take like a while off of alcohol, and I made it like 24 hours. So I'm really proud of myself. I'm having a glass of wine as well. Uh, that was a while for me. It was a long time. Wine good, is good for you. It was a good recovery period. Wine is good. I'm going to have like one glass of wine. It's not that bad. No. Uh, wine is full of antioxidants. True. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and Patrick's a trainer, so he knows health. Yeah. He knows health very well. I'm actually a healthcare professional. Nice. Yeah. I'm, nice. A, I'm, a, I'm a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Sweet. Yeah. That's a true fact. Cool. People. I have credentials. If you look me up on LinkedIn... It says Patrick Costello, CSCS. And if you look me up on Pinkton, it says Patrick Costello, really fucking sexy. <laughs> and if you look me up on Stinkton, it doesn't say anything. <laughs> uh, doesn't, doesn't say anything. It says, okay. <laughs> slow your roll, hombres. You don't know me that well. All right, that's All right. Fine. That's nice, nice. What dude. else is on the way? Nice, dude. <laughs> Uh, I think that's oh we could talk about the Canes thing oh yeah big Canes news yeah, so who knows what it is this is maybe more for our fringe listeners who are also our fringe <laughs> listeners aka people who like hockey is that what you're saying yeah <laughs> maybe people who are pseudo Carolina Hurricanes fans I don't know whatever I like hockey so you're gonna have to fucking hear about it now <laughs> um, but so I was I was trolling Twitter earlier and Mike Commodore who if you remember the 06 Stanley Cup run was our uh, ginger fro bathrobe wearing uh, kind of bro defenseman on the team uh, tweeted something about how also, there's just a just for the listeners out there Patrick was not a hockey fan in the 2006 Stanley Cup no 
I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. No, and I was he not. He tries to claim that he was all like wearing a Mike Connor bathrobe. Oh no, I'm not trying to claim that okay. whatsoever. Just making sure. I have gone back since and done my research. That he has, and yes. he is an incredible, yeah. wonderful Canes fan now. I that was before I was a Canes fan, but I am now aware of the lore that's behind fair. that story that's and behind that cover. That's run. fair. I have watched those games. And also, in fairness, he was invited to a game, and then I turned around and took him home because we realized we didn't yes. have a ticket for him. Left in the driveway like, <laughs> a, like a wet squirrel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Mike Commodore tweeted something uh, earlier today about having the inside track on some very large uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, news coming out tomorrow. And uh, it was actually backed up by one of our premier Canes writers, Chip Alexander, who uh, actually would have an inside track to that information and, and confirmed it. They didn't say what it was, so Kyle and I were speculating to what it might be earlier. Um, and even Chip speculated, and he said that it might be Francis' contract extension. Chip speculated. Doesn't he know? No, he didn't know. Um, he speculated. He huh. said, in fact, I could pull up a tweet. No, it, that's it, all right. it was something like, I'm thinking Francis' uh, contract extension, but I but I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah. You figure it can't be player-related. If it was player-related, you'd think... Well, unless it's, you know, something in the personal network that Mike Commodore... I mean, Mike Commodore presumably knows a lot of players who are still current NHL guys. Yeah. I mean, it could be from someone who's not a Kane, who knows. I wonder if it could be, like, a former Kane who's, like, getting traded back or something. It could know. be, yeah. Like I Justin mean, Williams type or something who uh, Commodore played with. I mean, that's just, that's just not that it, it would be, be. just and, a name. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's what makes it so wide open. Like, Commodore presumably knows <laughs> a lot of people. I mean, he's played for multiple teams. Kyle's dying of drinking on water right now. Um, wow, okay. you okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm okay. You sure? Ooh, boy. Continue. I lost Mike my Commodore knows a lot of people. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I was just, I'm wondering what it could be. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm curious. What if we... We, we got to go to some games this year, by the way. I, I think I went to like two games last year. I went to three. Yeah, I was pretty bummed out like, yeah, me in too. my attendance last year. Yeah, and the funny thing is, we were actually like, I watched a lot of games. We were actually like better. Oh, I watched like pretty much every game. But I... I went to just, three. We went to a game together. We sat yeah, we did. in the box. I went to one for my birthday because my mom got me tickets. Holla. Holla, mommy. Hello. Um, also, my sister sent us the yeah, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, let's say. Yeah, of, so, like, Patrick and I did this podcast with no expectation of, like, any sort of personal gain from it. And beyond, like, the personal enjoyment that we've both received Which from is it, a lot. Which is quite a bit. Like, yeah. honestly, let's do, a little, let's do a little reflection as we close, actually. Sure. So, like... Let's be mirrors of ourselves. We've gained a lot. Of, like, personal benefit, just in the terms of, like, bonding and, like, discussing things. And, like, I, we've made you, you explore me? some feelings and, like... Oh, uh, We've mm. learned... I, I feel like I've learned about you like, and I feel like we've... That's true. ...enhanced our relationship. I feel like over time I still become increasingly emotionally disconnected you with do, myself. You do, that's fine. I'm getting further and further away from being a person. <laughs> Eventually I'm just going to turn to stone. But, um, but <laughs> before Patrick turns to stone, I'll be a gargoyle. Like beyond those things, we we've also gotten now some like physical benefits from it. Like people, people we now have people have started sending shit in. The complete, and it was you know my mom and my sister. But <laughs> also, speaking of like Miller family. Can we get some gifts out up, up in here? <laughs> I mean, Patrick's now gotten the full, complete set of Boy Meets World DVDs from his mom. 
Right. And Annabelle sent us. Uh, not only well the the combined DVD uh, package of the Mighty Ducks and D two the Mighty Ducks. So finally, I can watch D two, and I will do that this week, and we can discuss it next week. We I absolutely I've committed will. to it multiple times. This time, we actually own it. Yeah. So, like, I can actually do it's, it. I'm looking at it pretty, right now. Pretty accessibly. I'm pretty excited about it, too. I'm pretty pumped about it. It's, so, Anne Bland, thanks. Shout out, Anne Bland. Appreciate it, It's Anne probably Bland. my favorite sports movie of all Someone time. Someone that I know that listens to this podcast, please send a gift so that Patrick stops getting all the gifts. Because Whoa. it's making me feel really the, uh, the The gift card for D2 was clearly addressed to both of us. In wait, fact... Wait, there's a gift card with yeah, it? Yeah, I sent you a picture of it. There's a gift card with it. Oh, there's a gift. You mean like, the little like note? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was no. I know it was addressed fact, to both of us. In fact, it, it explicitly says more for Kyle than than me. But it was your family member that sent it, though. Sure. Yeah. So but, I would just somebody send a gift. But I mean, that I can feel like I contributed but, to our gift. But it was collection. Anna Bland, though. Like, okay, sure. She's like I your. She's, she's my like friend your. Too. She's like your pseudo sister. Shout out Anna Bland, yeah. pseudo sister. What's up, girl? What up, G? What up, B? All right. Well. That's it. I'm out of stuff. Unless you got something. Well, we were going to do what we thought the Big Canes news was. Oh, do we? I thought we just. I thought we just decided we had no idea. No, I'll tell you what it is. What is it? So here's what it's going to be. Right, you're going to make some make up something outlandish. No, it's true. We spent a lot of time making up outlandish <laughs> stuff. We're going to be trading Ryan Murphy uh-huh. for PK Subban. Uh-huh. Just straight up. And if it's not that, then what happens? But then it, if it's not that, then it's going to be uh, 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 former Hurricane Jeff Hamilton mm-hmm. for uh, current LA Kings captain Anze Koptar, right. a.k.a. Reptar. Both seem likely. Reptar. Reptar. Let's not rule either one out. And no. if it's neither one of those things, then we'll just give you endless crap for it next right. week on the podcast. And if it's not that, then it's going to be an ice cream sandwich for... Vladimir Tarasenko. I kind of want an ice cream sandwich now that you say that. I haven't had an ice cream sandwich in a while. Whew. Not since like fucking Friday, Withdrawal. right? Whoa. Withdrawal. Dang, it's been like a three day. I haven't had one. I haven't had one in months. It's been two months. An ice cream. You haven't had an ice cream sandwich in months? No, I bet you it's been two months. I would bet my life against that. Right. Well, oh, you're right. I made it for I'm, myself at the if beach. I'm wrong, but I made it for myself. If I'm wrong, you can literally kill me. I will check the, my parlor. Credit card receipts. I have not had one since school started for sure, so it's been at least a month. I'm sorry, you have a parlor credit card? No, no, no. My, I can check my credit card account and see when the last time I bought food at the parlor was. Oh, gotcha. I know it's been at least a month because I haven't been since school started. And before that, I was in Vegas and Denver. I would bet you it's almost been two months, if not two months. So well, you had a parlor? I see. Wow. Correct. That would be that would be the long... Wow. I mean, yeah, you might be dead, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> I might be dead. Yeah, but didn't you say you would kill your something? Didn't you say you kill? Well, you already said you had one. Like, this well, weekend. I made myself one this weekend out of take and bake cookies and ice cream from Harris Teeter. But that's what they do at the parlor too. No, it's not. All right. Uh, now that we're just fully digressing, we started the show with a tangent, and now we're ending the show with a tangent about ice cream sandwiches. So let's uh, wrap her up. What mm. you got to say to close her out? Come on, come on, something uh, creative. Patrick's going to say something dumb, and then I'm going to hit stop. So I'm just going to say goodbye to everybody no, right no, 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 Use my dogs, all right? You my, you my homies. I love you guys. Uh, at twoguyspod at Twitter. Twoguyspod at gmail.com. That's how you can get in touch with us. That's how you can That's how you can express your views. Uh, I don't know. We, we like hearing from you guys. Keep yeah, it up. We love you. We love you, boo. Oh, you my boo. All right. 
Peace out, folks. Bye.